0: Chapter 1 October Eighth, Two 2008 Perfect billowy white clouds look pasted against a clear azure sky. A cool breeze tickles my cheek. Six strong arms hold me steady as they push the gurney across the street in front of my home. My beautiful view is then rudely interrupted as I am loaded like cargo into the waiting ambulance. Now, with only a metal ceiling to look at, I strain to hear the paramedic call out my blood pressure. I watch him adjust the IV's roller clamp, previously just a drip, to increase the flow into my arm, and I feel the warm fluid spread throughout my thirsty veins. Closing my eyes, I try to concentrate on his words, hopeful they'll distract me from the pictures that hold a pitbull like grip on my mind. Multiple head wounds. BP. O2 sat. I can't stay focused. How could such a horrible thing happen on this beautiful day? I hear the driver ask from the front seat. Do you think she'll make it? Doesn't look good, answers the man leaning over me. I'm right here. I can hear you. Trying to get some contact info. The driver responds nonchalantly, and the ambulance begins to move. The wailing siren signaling someone aboard. Funny how sirens aren't as loud from inside the bus. In my mind, I see smeared blood on the walls, and some pooled in the floor in the bathroom. I try to shut that out, try to think of something else. My legs start to shake uncontrollably again. Soon, my whole body joins in. Neurogenic tremors. I'd witnessed the phenomenon many times when I worked in the emergency room, and ate to all mammals after a trauma. It's the natural response of a shocked or disrupted nervous system, attempting to thaw out or release itself from the freeze response and become fully functional again. Will I ever be fully functional again? Is there anyone we can call? The medic holds the oxygen mask off my face and waits for my answer. Really? Are you serious? Until this moment... I never appreciated how difficult it is for trauma patients to answer questions. My jaw is shoved to the right at an unnatural angle. If somehow I survive, I vow to be more considerate when I need patient information and remember to ask only those questions with yes or no answers. My dollar is the best I can say. He replaces the mask. Do you have her number? Well, there's a yes or no question. I wonder if anyone has thought to grab my purse, find my phone, and look at my contacts. What would they do if I was already dead? Bending my hands at the wrists, I struggle to hold up shaking, bloody fingers as I speak. My arms strapped down at my sides. I hope the numbers stay in my head long enough to pass along the information. One, two, three. Two. Three. The effort is exhausting and my brain is only able to visualize the numbers in sets. Once the next set materializes, I continue. Four, six, six, five. It would have been helpful if he'd taken the oxygen mask off again. We move along roads that until today have been totally familiar to me. Now, facing backward and lying down, I'm not sure where I am. I shut my eyes, and the scenes begin again. Returning home from work, a glass of wine. I let the tape roll, watching Dancing with the Stars, the presidential debate. Nine two three, four six six five. He repeats. Amazing, this guy is good.